This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. We're joined by our friend Andy McCarthy now. He's a contributing editor at National Review, also a former federal prosecutor. Andy, great to have you, sir. Great. Great to be with you, Buck. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Uh, So the Russians are coming, Andy. The Russians are coming. New York (laughs) Times, full-on panic, freaking us all out. What did you make of this piece that says that the Russians deployed, as they write, the perfect weapon? Yeah, well, you know, I I must say, I I don't know if uh, life is long enough to read the whole New York Times report. It was really long. Over it's like eight thousand words, I think. But um, I'm just struck, but by how the worm has turned. You know, for years, uh, decades, a number of us were uh, very concerned about the Kremlin and uh, espionage and and all that sort of good stuff. And the Times was the very model of uh, the progressive pieties that that uh, told us that the uh, you know the the worst thing you could be was an anti-communist. The anti-communists were a bigger threat to liberty uh, than uh, the the communists that they were so worried about. And the Times was basically the personification of the uh, anti-anti-communist. And now. Uh, it seems like, uh, you know, they're very, very upset and worried about uh, the Kremlin and anybody who won't, uh, you know, doesn't have the verve uh, to to take up uh, the cause of confronting our uh, enemies in the in the in Moscow who have stolen the election is a sort of a, a know nothing uh, uh Sympathizer of the, yeah, Russian of the stooge, enemy. I just, I just can't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, writing for National Review, as I, I uh, noted uh, tongue in cheek this morning, I think Bill Buckley must be smiling down someplace to see the role reversal because it really is quite striking. It does seem like there's been major, there have been major cyber intrusions going on for years under this administration. Uh, the response has been anemic uh and and now they're willing to say that of course because it benefits them look obama's leaving office he wasn't good on cyber they'll say that because it bolsters this narrative that russia really what they're trying to get at is russia through the u.s election right i mean i think we can all that's whether they're saying it or implying it that's supposed to be the conclusion that the takeaway from well yeah of course if of course if it were uh if they believed it were true they would say it uh, that's, the reason they're implying it is they, you know, they'll hope they hope that you'll skip over that little part where you have to connect up the evidence to the conclusion you want to draw. So they have a lot of evidence of uh, cyber espionage activity and hacking. Um, they have not nearly enough evidence that uh, actually they have no evidence that the election was actually tampered with. And I'm I'm struck by, by the fact that. Uh, in the waning weeks of the election, and mind you, I have not exactly been like the world's biggest Trump supporter, right? But in the waning weeks of the election, uh, 
Trump went on this narrative that the election was rigged and he got pressed for, you know, well, what's your hard evidence of that? Show us that a single voting machine has been tampered with. Show us that anywhere there's been a flood of, uh, you know, people who are not qualified to vote who've been able to vote. And Trump's basically had to backpedal a bit and say, well, that's not what I meant by rigged. What I meant was that the, the uh, coverage is hopelessly biased. And, you know, they all then sort of cheered that uh, he had made this outrageous allegation but wasn't able to back it up with evidence. So what do we have here now? We have the Democrats coming out and saying the election was hacked. And they're now being asked hard questions. Well, you know, show us a single voting machine. It's not even possible, by the way, as I understand it, as a, as a technical matter, to hack an election because most of the system isn't even on Line. No, you you need like, Russian you know, agents in a trench coat and a fedora going from machine to machine, <laughs> finding a port that they could you know that they could actually connect to with like a USB device or something, and which don't even exist on these voting machines anyway. And they'd have to make sure they only did it in you know Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. When I, I think a, a fascinating part of this that gets overlooked, Andy, is that everybody thought Hillary was going to win. Look, I thought Hillary was going to win. Everybody thought Hillary was going to win. Yeah. So the whole game here was the Russians were trying to specifically agitate the overwhelmingly likely future president of the United States. And that was the purpose here. I mean, th th that they would throw this Hail Mary to turn the election to Trump, which is, again, that that's the conclusion we're supposed to draw from all this stuff that's being presented in the media it's like Putin has some sort of a crystal ball about the U.S. election that the rest of us don't. Yeah, and you know, let's say, let's let's even indulge that possibility, which I agree with you is is absurd. But uh, suppose it was true. Suppose that you know, Putin did have an idea of you know trying to throw the election one way. Um, you know, if he didn't tamper with the actual voting machines, then. Uh, so what? You know, the, the United States is the most consequential country in the world. There's a lot of uh, a lot of other countries for that reason uh, try to weigh in and influence the outcome of our elections. Uh, President Obama famously uh, tried to weigh in and influence the outcome of a number of foreign contests, like the Brexit vote and uh, the elections in Israel. This is what this is what nation states do. But again, I come back to the same point. If you haven't actually tampered with the election machines and you've just done an influence operation, how is what the Russians did, assuming it was aimed at the Democrats versus at the whole electoral system, let's assume that it was actually aimed at the Democrats to hurt them in particular, how is that any different than what the Republicans deal with with respect to the mainstream media? I mean, as I understand the complaint that's being made, it's that uh, what the Russians did was unfair because the Democrats got exposed and the Republicans didn't. Uh, the Democrats' email got uh, you know put out there for public consumption and the Republicans didn't. Well, you know, if their if their complaint, and I'm not you know I'm not a fan of of uh, anybody getting hacked. I, I don't want to see it happen to anyone. But if their complaint is that there's too much true information out there about them and not enough about what about the uh, about their adversaries or that their uh, internal communications were scrutinized and the Republicans have gotten off scot-free 
that's what Republicans deal with every single day with respect to the media. If the if you know if the complaint is that one side is subjected to a heightened level of scrutiny and the other one is given a pass, uh, dear Democrats, welcome to American politics from the other side. Right, and it really to me also brings up issues like when there's a, a leak, and there were many leaks from in, from during the uh, time of the Bush administration. You know, if, if there's a leak that comes from inside that's meant to to hurt, you know, President Bush's reelection chances, let's say against John Kerry, are we supposed to ignore that? I mean, there's some pretty amazing stuff in this New York Times article where they have these senior Democrat officials or senior DNC officials saying we couldn't believe the press was covering these stories. They're not. They they really think they're not going to cover this. I mean, that's. I, I think if anything, it showed how cozy they think their relationship actually is with the press that they would overlook. What made for pretty interesting reading, but what wasn't, I, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I'm of the so what mindset, not about, oh, Russia hacking. Yeah, Russia hacking is bad. But in terms of the actual election and the course of the election, uh, I think the FBI probe of Hillary Clinton, I think Hillary Clinton for we could talk about this for hours, was a much bigger issue than an email from Debbie Wasserman Schultz to somebody or Donna Brazil giving questions to Hillary ahead of a town hall. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. And even the Times managed to squeeze out seven or eight words out of 8,000 to make a fleeting reference to the fact that maybe, just maybe, uh, it was the fact that the Democrats nominated a fatally flawed, awful candidate uh, that actually explains their defeat, because at least there's a causative nexus between that and the result. And they can't show that with respect to the Russian hacking. And I, I... don't mean to beat a dead horse, but, uh, you know, what what got hacked here was information that the Democrats have never said was false information. I mean, you know, for, for three months or however long this went on with Podesta's emails and with the DNC's emails, uh, they never responded to them. They never made the claim because I don't think they they could have credibly that these were not authentic emails. Uh, so what they're essentially complaining about is that there was too much true information about them that was out there, and it was harmful. But I think at the end, uh, you know, the reason they lost is not because of what was in Podesta's emails or the DNC emails. And by the way, the DNC emails indicate that the Democrats actually rigged the election in the primary for Hillary. So, you know, it, it kind of exposes them as being guilty somewhat, to some extent of what it is that they're complaining about. So that's a whole nother uh, irony that that uh, uh, sort of hangs over this whole situation. But I, I, I also just, get annoyed by the, the sanctimony around the issue, Andy, of this is all about the integrity of our elections and preventing this from happening in the future. I am not aware of any way to prevent somebody from clicking on or to prevent somebody uh, who gets a phishing email, who responds with their password from having their email account access. I, I don't know what people think. That is what happened here. This is not uh, some, you know, this isn't an episode of that movie or, you know, an instance from that movie Swordfish, or which was a terrible movie, uh, or The Matrix, where this was really complicated stuff. Yeah, well, look, I just hope that Democrats will finally now join with me in in concluding that we really need to get out of the U.N. because, you know, there's an awful lot of Russian influence there. And I think we should just, you know, anything that has Russian influence in it, we should just sort of pull out of and get out of, don't you think? 
Yeah, well, I don't understand why the media is the media now is is raising the alarm about. Well, I do understand, but I should say we should point out that the media is raising all these alarms about Russia. We got uh, on a hot mic, Obama speaking to Medvedev, saying, <laughs> you know, after my election, I'll have more flexibility to sort of hang with you guys and, and work with you. So, well, which is it? Is Russia this irredeemable yeah. enemy run by this thug that we shouldn't talk to about anything? Or should we have more flexibility to find areas where we can work with them? We can. I mean, they can't have it both ways. Yeah, well, they're, they're going to try. But I, I remember a short time ago when there were 50,000 Russian troops uh, marshaled on the uh, border of Ukraine when there was an article in a, a big piece in the, I think it was, I can't remember if it was the Times or the Washington Post, where administration officials were saying, well, you know, look, uh, they've marshaled a lot of troops, but it all comes down to intent. And who really knows what Putin's intent is here? So we've gone from a point where they said they couldn't tell us what Putin was thinking. This was like a nanosecond after they had taken uh, the Crimea and when they were still occupying and as they are uh, parts of Georgia, they got 50,000 troops on the Ukrainian border. And they say, you know, we can't read Putin's mind here. We don't really know what what his intent is. And now suddenly the intelligence community has ESP and they know precisely what he was thinking. And it was to put his thumb on the scale as if he could. Uh, to swing the election. For, so, uh, Andy, you, you don't think. buy that they because I know the FBI also already has come out and said, look, we're not we're not sure about the in- intent here. And as I said, strategically, that seems like a, a very uh, foolish thing to do. Why antagonize the next president of the United States for, for you know, w- with no real purpose other than just to antagonize? Right. It, it's it yeah, seems maybe. to me to be to, you know, Putin is a lot of things. I actually don't think he's dumb. I think he's shown a fair amount of savvy as a as a geopolitical actor. But, um, you know, I have to ask you, do, do you take any do you have any uh, faith in this line that's out there that we can't even be 100 percent sure that it's Russia? Or are you are you are you 99 percent sure it's Russia? I and mean, I wanted to ask. You. I, I'm 100. I'm 110 percent sure it's Russia. Uh, and I would I would want our money back if the intelligence community got up and said, you know, after looking at this hard, I don't think we don't think that the Russians meddle in our elections. I assume the Russians do everything they can to meddle in our election and to meddle in a lot of stuff. And I would point out that the Democrats welcomed this kind of meddling. For example, in 1980, when uh, when Jimmy Carter asked uh, Brezhnev to do it on his behalf in order to stop Reagan the first time, and when Teddy Kennedy in 1984 asked Andropov to do it to stop Reagan the second time. So th- this sort of stuff goes on all the time. What I question is whether they can give us a, a, a rational interpretation of what the Russians were trying to accomplish. If in fact the Russians did have a, you know, a strategic plan for what they were trying to do here. But I take it as a given that the Russians and other sophisticated actors uh, who have capable, uh, you know, cyber espionage components try to meddle where they can meddle. And, you know, it's our responsibility to try to to stop that. But it's a large, and I, I think it's an unbridgeable leap uh, to go from that premise to say that, you know, what Russia did here tilted the election to Trump. Because I think what tilted the election to Trump is that the American people didn't want Hillary to be president. Andy McCarthy is a contributing editor at National Review. You can read his latest at National Review Online. Andy, great to have you, sir. Appreciate you making the time. We'll talk to you soon.
Thanks so much, Buck. The Buck Sexton Show. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 